0: bala bha girbar dha chira vanchari jaye Sea of
1: Vishnupad Paramahamsa Padida Jikacharya showed Shishimad His Divine Grace Shilesi Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Shila Prabhupada Key Jayam Vishnupad Paramahamsa Padida Jikacharya Shishimad His Divine Grace Shila Bhaktisiddanta Sarasati Go Swami Maharaj Shila Prabhupada Key Shi Chaitanya Chai Tamrita Key Go Rapremanande all glorious to the Assembled Devotees. All glorious to the Assembled Devotees. All glorious to the Assembled Devotees. All glorious to, to Shishiguru and Guranga. All glorious shila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Shishitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shri Shaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Advaita Chanja Jaya Gaur Bhaktivinoda Jaya Advaita Chanja Jaya Gaur Bhaktivinoda So we are continuing our reading of the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhyalila, chapter 21, the opulence and sweetness of Lord Shri Krishna. Text beginning with text number 31. Aishvarya Kahitespurla, Aishvarya
0: Sagar, Manendriya Dubai Lila, Prabhu Hoyla Panpar,
1: while describing the transcendental opulences of Krishna, the op- ocean of opulence manifested in the mind of Sri Saitanya Mahaprabhu. And his mind and senses were immersed in this ocean. Thus he was perplexed. Um, Bhagavate shoka padila apane artha ashradite suke karina vyakhyane Sri Mahaprabhu personally recited the following verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam. And to relish the meaning, he began to explain it himself. So I am twishta myatishthas swaraja lakshmi yapta samasta kamaha bhalim-harad-dhiṣṭhira-lokapalai kirita-kotita-kotidhita-padāpītah The Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is the master of the three worlds, and the three principal demigods, Brahma, Shiva, and Vishnu. No one is equal to or greater than Him. By His spiritual potency known as Swarajya Lakshmi, all of His desires are fulfilled. While offering their duties and presence and worship, the predominant deities of the planets touch the lotus feet of the Lord with their helmets, and thus they offer prayers to the Lord. Purport. This is a quotation from verse 21 of the second chapter of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. (inaudible) Parama Ishvara Krishna Swayam Bhagavan Tate boda tanra kahe nahiyan Krishna is the original, supreme personality of Godhead. Therefore, he is the greatest of all. No one is equal to him, nor is anyone greater than him. Ishvara Parama Krishna Satchid Ananda Vigraha Anadiradir Govinda Sarvakarnakaranam Krishna, known as Govinda, is the supreme controller. He has an eternal, blissful spiritual body. He is the origin of all. He has no other origin, for he is the prime cause of all causes. Purport: This is the first verse of the fifth chapter of the Brahma Samhita. Brahma <laughs> Vishnu Har, Krishna The predominant deities of this material creation are Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, and Lord Vishnu. Nonetheless, they simply carry out the orders of Lord Krishna, who was the master of them all. Does anybody know the meaning of the name Keshava? Keshava. But oh, uh the meaning like the meaning behind it? Like Madhu Sudana means a killer of Madhu. Yeah. yeah, that's one. So Keshava means he has very nice long hair. Another one is uh, uh Keshava is killer of Keshi demon. And then there's another meaning is ka, sha, and va. Ka is standing for uh, Brahma and sha is standing for Shiva. And va means who submits. Brahma and Shiva submit to who they submit to, who they prapadyante to. Keshava. And so here is saying both Lord Brahma, Shiva, and Lord Vishnu carry out the orders of Lord Krishna, the master of them all. Lord Brahma said, following the will of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, I create, Lord Shiva destroys, and he himself, in the form of shiro-dakshayi Vishnu, maintains all the affairs of material nature. Thus, the supreme controller of the three modes of material nature is Lord Vishnu. This is a quotation from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 2632. (laughs) suna artha Jagatkaranatin Purushavatar. This is the only, ge- a general description. Please try to understand another meaning of Triadisha. Triadisha. The three Purusha incarnations of Vishnu are the original cause of the material creation. Text number 39. Mahavishnu Padmanabha Shirodhaka Swami, etins sarva antaryami. Mahavishnu, Padmanabha, and Shirodhaksha Vishnu are the super souls of all subtle and gross existences. So Mahavishnu is Lord who? What, what, what does he do? Mahavishnu. But how, how does what is how would you identify him like you were drawing, doing a painting of Mahavishnu? What did you? No, that uh, Mahavishnu is uh, Karanadakshay Vishnu. All so the universes are coming out of his pores, and then the, the second one. Garbhodakshay Vishnu is named here Padmanabha. And so from him, Lord Brahma is born. Padmanabha. And then Shirodakshay Vishnu, he enters into every single atom and into the heart of every creature. And he also resides in his own abode called Shwetadweep, which is here in the material world. Embassy Vaikunta Embassy, and so Shirdakshay Vishnu is the super soul of all living entities, and Padmanaba Dakshai Vishnu is the super soul of the universe, and Mahavishnu he is the super soul of the aggregate living entities and the whole pradan, the whole matatva, and the all the whole energy. So they are all known as uh antaryami super soul. Purport. Mahavishnu is known as Karana Dakshay Vishnu. He is a super soul of everything. Garbhodakshayavishnu, Vishnu, who from whose lotus navel Brahma is created is also called Haranyagarbha and is a total super soul and the subtle super-soul. And Sivir Dakshai Vishnu is the universal form and the gross super-soul. Although Maha Vishnu, Padmanabha, and Sivir Dakshai Vishnu are the shelters and controllers of the entire universe. They are nonetheless but plenary portions or portions of the plenary portions of Krishna. Therefore, he is the original personality of Gada. Yasyayka nivaśyata kalam atta valambya vilaja jagat ananda nātā mahansa yasyakala govinda tamaham bhajami the Brahmas and the other lords of the mundane worlds appear from the pores of Mahavishnu and remain alive for the duration of how long do they remain alive? okay we the Burma, the Burma, one yeah, his one exhalation. They live as long as his outgoing breath. I adore the primeval Lord Govinda, of whom Mahavishnu is a portion of a plenary portion. Purport. This is a quotation from the Brahma Samhita five forty eight. See also Adi Lila five. Seventy-one. This is the middle meaning. Now please hear the confidential meaning. Lord Krishna has three places of residences. Which are well known from the revealed scriptures. Purport. Krishna has three abodes. His internal abode, Goloka Vrindavan. His immediate abode, the spiritual sky. And his external abode, this material world. Antapur Goloka Shivrindavan. Yaha Nityasthiti Mata bandugan the inter- internal abode antapur what it, what english word is related to anta antayami inner In. yeah In. antaya the internal abode of is called goloka vrindavan and there and it is there that Lord Krishna's personal friends, associates, and father and mother live. Madhuraishvara Madhurya Kripadi bhanda, Yogamaya Dashiyahan Rasadi Sar Vrindavan is the storehouse of Krishna's mercy and the sweet opulences of conjugal love. That is where the spiritual energy working as a maidservant exhibits the rasa-dance, the quintessential essence, the quins, quins, uh, quintessence of all pastimes. Kranana nirkā komāle madhūśvāra viṣeṣāvani jāyati rāja nandane nahi chinta kanakya dilti naha Rindavanam is very soft due to the mercy of the Supreme Lord. It is especially opulent due to conjugal love. The transcendental glories of the Son of Nandamaraj are exhibited here. Under the circumstances, not the least anxiety is awakened within us. <speaking in foreign language> Narayana adi ananta Swaruperadham below the Vrindavan planet is the spiritual sky which is known as Vishnu loka in Vishnu loka there are innumerable vaikuntha planets controlled by Narayan, and innumerable other expansions of Krishna madhyama Vasha krishnera Sadashwara Bhandar Anantasurupa The spiritual sky, which is full of all six opulences, is the intermediate residence of Lord Krishna. It is there that an unlimited form, that an unlimited forms of, of Lord of Krishna enjoy their pastimes ananta vai yahan kothari parishad gane achabhari Innumerable Vaikuntha planets, which are just like different rooms of treasure houses, are all there, filled with all opulences. Those unlimited planets house the Lord's eternal associates, we're also enriched with the six opulences. Goloka Namni Nijadamni Talechhasya Devi Maheswari. Tameshu Tameshu Tameshu. Tete Prabha Vaneshaya Vihitascha Yechayena Govinda Madhupursham Tamaham Bajami. Below the planet named Goloka Vrindavan are planets known as. Devi Dham, Mahesh Dham, and Haridham. These are opulent in different ways. They are managed by the Supreme Personality of God at Govinda, the original Lord. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. This is a quotation from Brahma Samhita 543. Pradhana Parabhyomur janadi vedanga svedarjanita Toya, prasvarvita subha Between the spiritual and material world is a body of water known as a river. Anyone know this one? Yes, or also Viraja. Correct. This water is generated from the bodily perspiration of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is known as Vedanga. Thus the river flows. I heard this is the aspiration of the Buddhists. They want to go to the Vaitirani River. It is not yet the Brahma Jyotis. This verse and the following verses verse are from the, the following verse are from the Padma Purana Dashya Pare Sanatanam Amritam swashtam Nityam Anantam Param paramam Padam Beyond the river Viraja is the spiritual nature which is indestructible, eternal, inexhaustible
0: <coughs>
1: and unlimited. It is the supreme abode, consisting of three-fourths of the Lord's opulences. It is known as Paravyoma, the spiritual sky. So it is stated in Sastra that one the material whole, all the universes and existence are one-fourth. And population-wise, what is the difference between here and the spiritual world? Prabhupada said it's less than nine percent. Less than nine percent of the living entities exist in the material world. In the spiritual sky there is neither anxiety nor fear. It is eternally existing and it consists of three-fourths of the Lord's energy, the material world is an exhibition of only one fourth of Lord's energy. Therefore, it is called ekapad vibhuti. Taratale Bahavyasa virajhar par ananta yahan On the other side of the river Viraja, Viraja is the etern- external abode which is full of unlimited universes, each containing unlimited atmospheres. The abode of the external energy is called devidam, and the inhabitants are the conditioned souls. It is there that material energy, Durga, resides with many opulent maidservants. PURPORT Because he wants to enjoy the material energy, the conditioned soul is allowed to reside in Devidham, the external energy, where goddess Durga carries out the order of the Supreme Lord as his maidservant. The material energy is called Jagalakshmi. Because she protects the bewildered conditioned souls. Goddess Durga is therefore known as the material mother. And Lord Shiva, her husband, is known as the material father. Goddess Durga is so named because this material energy is like a big fort. Where the conditioned soul is placed under her care. For material facilities, the conditioned soul tries to please Goddess Durga. And Mother Durga supplies all kinds of material facilities. Because of this, the conditioned souls are allured and do not wish to leave the material, the external energy. Consequently, they are continuously making plans to live here peacefully and happily. Such is the material world. Krishna is the Etin Dhamera Hoy Krishna Goloka parabhyoma Pakiti Par. Krishna is the supreme proprietor of all dhammas, including Goloka dham, Vaikundha dham, and Devi The parabhyoma and Goloka dham are beyond Devi this material world. Purport. When a living entity it is liberated from Devi but does not know the opulence of Haridam, he is placed in Mahesh Dham, which is between the two other Dhammas. The liberated soul does not get the opportunity to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead there. Therefore, although this Mahesh Dham is Lord Shiva's Dham, and above Devi Dham, it is not the spiritual world. The spiritual world begins with Haridam, or Loka. The spiritual world is considered to be three-fourths of the energy and the opulence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whereas this material world is only one-fourth of that energy. That is our understanding. Purport. Hari-dhamma, and then it says in brackets, Paravyoma, and Goloka Rindavan are beyond the material cosmic manifestation. They are celebrated as three-fourths of the Lord's energy. material world conducted by the Supreme Lord's external external energy is called Devidam and is manifested, manifestation of one-fourth of His energy. Because it consists of three-fourths of the Lord's energy, the spiritual world is called shivad-bhūta, being manifestation of one-fourth of the Lord's energy the material world is called ekapāda this verse is found in the Lagu Bhagavatamrita 15563. The three-fourths part of Lord Krishna's energy is beyond our speaking power. Let us therefore hear elaborately about the remaining one fourth of his energy. Ananta Brahman Brahman Rudragan Chira Loka ganan. Actually, it is very difficult to ascertain the number of universes. Every universe has its separate Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva who are known as permanent governors. Therefore, there is no count also there is also no counting them. Purport. Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva are called Lokapal, permanent governors. This means they govern the affairs of the universe from the beginning of creation to the end. In this next creation, the living entities may not be present, but Lord Brahma and Shiva are existing from the beginning to the end. They're called Shira Lokapal, permanent governors. Lokapal means predominant deities. There are eight predominant deities of the pre- prominent heavenly planets. They are Indra, Agni, Yama, Varuna, Niriti, Vayu, Kuvera, and Shiva. Anybody know who's Niriti? I don't know. Yeah. Eka Krishna Janila Once when Krishna was ruling Dwarka, Lord Brahma came to see him, and the doorman immediately informed Lord Krishna of Brahma's arrival. Krishna kahena kon Brahma ki namaton har when Krishna was informed, he immediately asked the doorman, uh, Which Brahma? What is his name? The doorman, therefore, returned and questioned Lord Brahma. Purport. From this verse, we can understand that Brahma is the name of the post And that the person occupying the post has a particular name also. From the Bhagavad Gita, Imam Vishwate Yogam. Vivishvan is the name of the present predominant deity of the sun. He is generally called Surya, the sun god. But he has his own also has his own particular name. The governor of the state is generally called Rajpal, but he also has his own individual name. Since there are hundreds and thousands of Brahmas of different names, Krishna wanted to know which one of them had come to see him. When the doorman asked, which Brahma? Brahma was surprised. He told him, please inform Lord Krishna that I am the four-headed Brahma, who is the father of the four Kumaras. Krishna Janana Dwari Brahmanakela Krishna Charana Brahma Dandavat The doorman then informed Lord Krishna of Lord Brahma's description and Lord Krishna gave him permission to enter. The doorman escorted Lord Brahma in, and as soon as Brahma saw Lord Krishna, he offered obeisances at his lotus feet. Krishna Puja Kari Tadana Prashna Kaila. After being worshipped by Lord Brahma, Lord Krishna honored him with suitable words. Then Lord Krishna asked him, Why have you come here? Brahma paiche nivedan mane Being questioned, Lord Brahma immediately replied, Later I shall tell you. Why I have come? But first of all, I ha- there is a doubt in my mind, I wish you would kindly dissipate. Mm-hmm. Why did he inquire which Brahma has come to see you? What is the purpose of such an inquiry? Is there any other Brahma besides me? In the Garga Samhita, um, the same pastime happens, similar, there's a pastime, uh, and the guards question Brahma, who's come with the other uh, devas, and they ask him which Brahma, and he's like, what are you talking about? And the guards say, you're like the fool sitting in your home, don't know that there are other people in other homes next door. And then Lord Vishnu, they're asking, Lord Vishnu was part of the group of demigods. From He said, oh, we're from the universe? That uh, Krishna uh, kicked his toe through the shell. Oh, okay, that one. Okay, come on, come on. (laughs) Because Lord Vishnu, he takes the role of a demigod as well. Upon hearing this, Sri Krishna smiled and immediately meditated. Unlimited Brahmas arrive instantly. Actually, in the pastime of uh Brahmavimohalila, it says we just read a few uh, pages ago that Krishna created unlimited Brahmas and unlimited universes to appear. When all the Brahmas came at the end of the pastime, you know? What is Brahma Halila? And so what happens at the end? So he sees all these Brahmas appear offering prayers. So in Lord Chaitanya explains that Krishna created new universes and all those and all those brahmas within an instant he created billions of universes and brahmas no no he created them right there there are brahmas other places but he created universes and brahmas to uh, for for the brahmas universes for brahma for the brahmas of those universes to appear he created the brahmas and the universes in that instant so he realized how insignificant he is there are billions of other universes each with their own brahma and many of those brahmas are more powerful and capable than our brahma and millions of heads due to the size and complexity of the universe that they uh, uh, reside over yeah The uh, those who are from the Tattva, um, the Tattvavadi, those who are followers of Madhvacharya we're from Madhvacharya line. They don't like this pastime of Brahma Vima Lila. So they uh, reason this may be something somebody else put this in there because. If Brahma is the Acharya, how is he getting bewildered? So this chapter, they say, oh, maybe someone is... But there is no actual evidence of... Actually, if you hear uh, Radhikarman Prabhu's glorification of Bhagavatam, it's very interesting. Um, For example, to how... Where did we get... Where did Prabhupada get the Bhagavatam to translate? So there's an edition. I forget the name, it's like Shankaranya or something like that. He, he, there's a translation. There's a Sanskrit with commentaries, different acharyas. There's that one. And then where did that one come from? That comes from, you know, that's a print edition. And it goes back and back, it goes then to paper edition. Paper goes all the way down to the time of, like, Jiva Goswami, and uh, they had paper was just being beginning to be used. And then before that is the, the birch and palm leaf. So that means it has to be copied. Copy, copy, copy. So, who does the copying? Generally, when you have like uh, like something like Mahabharat, or the work of a scribe, generally it is done by a scribe. Now, uh, interesting thing: scribes were illiterate often. Now, if you see a child read, what happens? They're reading, and they go like. So sometimes they skip a line, like three lines. They see this word here, and then they see the same word on this. And this, like, they see the word ball, and then they see the word ball down here, and they start from there again, from the bottom line, <laughs> and they keep on reading. No, no, the. Uh, for example, the king, does he do the plumbing? The king. No, no. So, similarly, the king does not do work, he just speaks, and the scribe is, is writing it down. Therefore, Mahabharata, if you go to India, uh, South India, South Indian Mahabharata is completely different from North Indian Mahabharata. North Indian Mahabharata is different from Gujarati Mahabharata. Bangla there are 81 different versions of Mahabharata. 81 different versions. You know, okay, so, who, who is, who wrote Mahabharata? Vyasadeva. So, who was Vyasadeva's parents? Parashar Muni? So when Parashar Muni, he met uh, the fisherman's daughter. Uh, They began their relationship. North Indian Mahabharata does not mention any type of wedding. But South Indian Mahabharata has to have the wedding. (laughs) South Indian Mahabharata mentions that the uh, demigods appeared on an island and they performed a wedding. Well, see, Madhvacharya, who appeared, uh, long before Lord Chaitanya, he said in his time, he considered Mahabharata not to be pure. You see, Prabhupada does not quote from Mahabharata. Because, no, because what, I'm, what we're saying here is, it is the, the text there is no definitive text Madhavacharya says okay you can accept everything but it is not uh, uh, everything should be taken with a grain of salt when it comes to Mahabharata Bhagavatam is different Every edition of Bhagavatam from all different, uh, time periods, different parts of India, they're all exactly the same. Same thing with Bhagavad Gita. Why would Bhagavad Gita be the same but Mahabharata be not? For example, if I start speaking, Sarvadharman Puritaja, Amyo tat Tattvataha, you'd be like, wait a minute, that's not the verse. Because everyone studies the verse very carefully. It is a well-known verse. So Bhagavad Gita, every verse is well-known. So if there is any mistake, it becomes identified. Because it is so important. So uh, the, you can study Bhagavatam. And you'll find that there are all the different editions from all different... Because by the system that the, these books were presented... There is chance for mistake for, for the Mahabharata, but that is not there in the Bhagavatam. Even, even, uh, there, there is commentary, and the commentaries go back very far, and they show, okay, they the, they're commenting, they're quoting the verses that they're commenting on. So this idea that the Brahma Vimohalila is not from the Bhagavatam cannot be established by that. Yeah, so if you're if you're telling the story in South India, how can you tell the story without including the wedding? Nobody wants to hear a story that this person had a child with this person without some wedding. So in the South Indian Mahabharata, Parasharmoni, uh, he has a wedding before Vyasadeva is born. So these sensibilities are there. You know, South Indian is very, you know, more rigid. You know, chanting of the Vedas, everything. The In North Indian it is not as rigid as that. So, if they're going, you know, telling Mahabharata, they say, "Wait a minute, we don't want to hear this story if it, if it doesn't, if it goes against the sensibilities." So, um, therefore, our own Acharya Madhvacharya, says. You know, Madhvacharya is from, I I can't remember what year, but it is well past the time of Lord Chaitanya. He said it's, it's, the word is used as corrupted, meaning it is not, uh, perfect in the content. If there is some really controversial point, then we, we might not really put importance for it. For example, if there is a pastime in the Bhagavatam and a pastime in the Mahabharata that are um, differ in the description, then we have to accept the Bhagavatam's understanding. Like in the Mahabharata it says Prikshit Maharaj was born uh uh dead, and then he was brought back to life by Krishna. But the Bhagavatam says, no, no, Krishna did not allow him to die. Hmm. Yes, it did. Stillborn, yes. Which one did you read? Yeah, that's probably because he's reading Bhagavatam. But if you read, if you have, did you read Ganguli edition? You're reading this one that is only like a 600-page book. Mahabharata is the largest book in the world. It is one one point nine billion words. Hundred thousand verses, yeah. Huh? Bhagavatam is eighteen thousand, yeah. So that means what you're reading is an extreme condensation of of you know. Like if you read Ganguli edition, you read for two hundred pages and you'll be like, Is this Mahabharata? I don't even recognize anything. It starts off with a dog from heaven and Janamejaya. There's no you read for hundreds of pages. There's no Shantanu. You read for first you read hundred pages. First you have to read a hundred pages to get past the glorifications. Then you read another hundred pages, hundred fifty pages, and you're like, wait a minute, where's Shantanu? Where's the Ganga? I don't know what I'm reading. And there's some. It's it's so big. <laughs> Ganguli edition was the uh, one of the big attempts to make a a, a critical edition of the Mahabharat by studying all the different editions of Mahabharata. because they're 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 in um, it is eighty one different editions in like thirteen different languages. And so they attempted to make the uh, the most critical edition that was made in 1786. So it is in uh, old English. It's not so fun to read uh, with the English. How hath thee belabored thou? Uh, yeah, it's like you know, like yeah, Shakespearean you know, or like an old Bible. It's like I, I don't know what's going on here. But the thing is, they're, 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 the Sanskrit verses are going to be different. Although they're not the same. Whereas the Sanskrit verses, the Bhagavatam are pretty much always the same. If No, it's the English translation. English translation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Bhagavatam stands... Uh, supreme it's its character so what let me say what is the last verse we read okay it was last verse we read was text number 66 huh Can we stop here she Chaitanya Charya Ki Jaya. What? what does it mean by Mahabharata should be taken with a grain of salt? So, Madhvacharya.
0: a recipe.
1: Yeah, it's a special recipe, yeah. Madhvacharya, I don't know if you heard earlier, he said that there has been over time different. Uh, Editions of Mahabharata. And Vyasadeva wrote one Mahabharata. He didn't write many editions of Mahabharata. But the way, um, you know, Krishna says, yoga nashta things become corrupted or changed over time. Therefore, the, uh, most acharyas don't quote heavily from the Mahabharata because it's, cons- it's not considered uh, absolute solid evidence. General story is understood, but when it comes to specific details, if you find some specific detail there that seems to contradict the Bhagavatam, then you accept the Bhagavatam, not the Mahabharata. And as we mentioned earlier, uh, the books were Literature was put into print, especially in the beginning by scribes. And scribes, Them, if you don't understand what you're reading, then you can make a mistake. If, if, if someone is overlooking it, like Bhagavad Gita, as soon as there is a mistake in the verse, someone writes down, someone prints a Bhagavad Gita and the verse doesn't have the right words in it, it would be immediately noticed because people know those verses. They're, they're, very treasured, they're meditated on. There are hundreds of people that have, the, you know, this chapter, that chapter, or the whole Gita memorized. So as soon as somebody, uh, does not write down, scribe the, the verse right, correctly, it becomes noticed. So therefore Bhagavad Gita, and then there are commentaries. And the commentaries quote the verses. So the, the so those are a, a second reference that show what the actual verse is. For example, Maha, uh, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam has something like 80 commentaries on it. And all the commentaries quote the same verses. They're, 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 not, they're not changed over time. Different places, different time periods. And they all have the same verses. Currently there is about... Uh, historically there's understood that 80 commentaries, there's about 30 that are, uh, existent, uh, of acharyas, great acharyas from the past. And they all quote, you know, like, uh, Sridhar Swami and such. They all quote the, the verses that they're, uh, they, they quote the particular words in the verse. Uh, Bhagavatam has more commentary than any other, uh, Uh, Purana. So if you... uh, The the Purana that has the second most commentaries is the Vishnu Purana, and it has two. And the Bhagavatam had 80. (laughs) Now 30 uh, accessible. Therefore, it is a carefully studied and treasured book. Therefore, there is no uh, time, you know... Time doesn't change the verses. They're all there. Same exact verses. Yeah, now it's. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, people in China know the Bhagavatam. <laughs> Dude, <Shri Prabhupada>, yeah. <laughs> so, boy, the Mahabharata didn't have that same treatment over 5,000 years. And therefore, Aracharya, Acharya, Madhvacharya, had written about this, what is it, 800 years ago. Yeah. Especially if it is controversial. We know it's a, the actual history. Yeah. But if there is, uh, it, it does not trump the authority of Mahabharata, of Bhagavatam, of, uh, other standard literature. Alright. Thank you for your time. Hare Krishna. Shri Kalachanji. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.